possible if you were to live extraordinarily, abundantly, and daringly. Welcome to the TMI Show. It's time to create the relationships you deserve and manifest the fruits of your labor. Your self-transformation begins now, 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 now. Are you ready to be touched, moved, and inspired? This is the TMI Show. Now, here are your hosts, Sean Butler and Sharita Zafrula. You gotta believe in yourself. When no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Welcome to the TMI Show. Be ready to be touched, moved, and inspired. I'm Sean Butler, one of the owners of Abundance Education. Our radio show and our workshops are designed for you to create the results you want in your life and live the life of your dreams. We're here in sunny South Florida in the Own Your Power Studios. As always, I'm sitting next to my beautiful fiance, Sherry Zafrula. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited. I love this topic about love this week. What would be possible if you were to live your life extraordinarily, abundantly, and daringly? The purpose of Abundance Education is to give you the tools and opportunity to access everything you need to create the life of your dreams, to own your greatness, and inspire and invite others to own their greatness as well. Find out more about all of our workshops and trainings and the TMI radio show at AbundanceEducation.com. So last week we talked about designing your destiny and the six steps to manifest manifesting your results. Absolutely. You know, uh, we, we talked about being clear and concise on your vision and that how each and every one of us have our own vision and purpose that's just dying to be let out. You know, um, you can try to run from it. You can try to hide from it, but it will haunt you. It's not going anywhere. It is inside of you. And you get to let it out, and you get to live in that vision. We also talked about having the belief, the belief that you have everything it takes, that you are the one. The third step was commitment, whatever it takes, going after it, no matter how many times, how long it takes, what road, being committed to your vision. And with that, uh, the fourth step was intention. And that's really having a predetermined outcome that you just haven't gotten there yet to really put all of your focus and energy into that predetermined outcome. And, you know, the first way we know about our intention is by looking at our results. Yeah, and that speaks into our fifth step, which is alignment. And it's aligning your thoughts and actions to have that result manifest that you say that is your intention. And you can have all those steps in place, but if you don't take action on it, then, you know, you're, you're, you're missing the whole point. You know, you got to have the vision, the belief, the commitment, the intention, and the alignment of all those things, and then take action on it. So if you'd like to catch up on that show, make sure to download our podcast from AbundanceEducation.com. Who do we have in the dream room tonight, Sean? We have Debbie Romano. Greg Gibbs. Mr. Greg Gibbs. And Gilvis Camacho. I really appreciate y'all being here tonight. So tonight we'll be discussing Is Your Love Tank Full? But first we'll take a little music break and pay some bills. The TMI show will be right back. Have your pens, smartphones, iPads out so you can take some notes. Trying to say, what I'm trying to say is I 
Power Communications. We empower entrepreneurs to live the life they deserve through our internet radio network. We have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy. If you're a speaker, author, or coach, and you're on a mission to change the world, the Own Your Power Radio Network has a global platform just for you. We're looking for the next personal and business development stars. If this sounds like you, you can be featured on one of our shows as an expert. There's a package for every budget. If you want to help others own their power, call us today to find out more information at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Deep, and we're the hosts of Bad Girls on Radio. Tune into our radio show every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Do you want to be on the air on our new upcoming crazy show? Now's your chance. Be sure to visit our growing Facebook page, Bad Girls Humor, with over 700,000 fans for more information on how you can be part of the fun. See you soon. When no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Welcome back to the TMI Show. I'm Sean Butler in the Dream Room with Sherry Zafrula. And tonight's topic is, is your love tank full? (laughs) Today we have in the Dream Room, Debbie Romano, Greg Gibbs, and Gelvis Camacho. Yay! Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Debbie? I'm, my name is Debbie. I'm a good friend of Sherry and Sean's. Um, I live in Miami, Florida. I'm a new mom, and I'm happy to be here. Yay. Thank you, Debbie. Greg? My name is Greg Gibbs, and I'm engaged to the beautiful Debbie Romano. Oh. <laughs> and I'm so filled with love. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is why I'm here the today. The love yeah. <laughs> is in the house. <laughs> And my name is Gelvis Camacho, and I'm a certified professional coach, and also I'm a certified firewalk instructor, and I am full of love for myself. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. That is amazing coincidence. I'm certifiable. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, our, uh, our discussion is going to be centered around the ideas from the book, The Five Love Languages, by Gary D. Chapman. I love this book. I read this book, I don't even know, maybe over 10 years ago. I was very young when I read it. It's probably like 20. And it made such a profound difference in my life. And it's such a simple concept. So simple, Mm -hmm. but so complicated. We make things. So how do we all experience love? And do we feel love the same way? Hmm. I read the book too, when I was going through rough patches in my relationship with my wife and uh what i found out is that yes we all love different um or we think that love should manifest or should be the way that we copy it especially from either our fathers or the people that raise to raise us up in my case uh i come from a family of five and i'm the eldest Mm. so I don't know if you want me to go into the yeah. book, but um, the, the, some of the things that I copied was act of service uh, because mm-hmm. my dad was always servicing all of us. And, you know, I, and I was the eldest, so the first thing that I had learned to do is service my brothers and service my mom. And, and that's what I copied to be one of the, 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 lang- the love languages that I copied from my dad. So then, then, then I go to the to the murky waters of relationships, <laughs> and I start serving. And you know what? I find out um, with experience that not all the time what I thought that was serve and f- try to make them feel love or make my my partner feel love was service. So early, um, I discovered that. Then I had a couple of disappointments, and you know that part of life. And I read the book, and I became more aware of it. And I uh, discovered some of my love languages and some of my partner's love languages. And we do our best to keep the the murky waters kind of calm and have mm-hmm. fun. So speaking of the love languages, let's let's delve into that so we so our listeners understand what they are. So what are some of the love languages, and maybe you can speak into that, or what are your love languages and speak into that? Well, they are... Act, uh, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. acts of service, yep. mm-hmm. affection, or physical touch, physical, physical touch, touch. Mm-hmm. Physical t- quality yeah. time. <laughs> this is not that kind of show. <laughs> quality time and gifts, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. So, what's your love language, Debbie? <laughs> quality time. Ooh. What about you, Greg? Acts of service. Uh, <laughs> And yours is acts of service as no, well? No, mine is uh, physical touch. Physical right. touch. Yes. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Definitely <laughs> physical touch. And it's not all about that, all the physical <laughs> touch. Sure it is. Although it implies that, but it's about, um, I feel love when uh, my partner either just be next to me or caress me or or touches me. It doesn't have to be especially towards that, but... It, I feel loved. That's how I felt the connection. 
Yeah, with me too. With physical touch, is like it's all about connection. Mm-hmm. So it it really doesn't even have to actually be physical. It's it's being in that connected state. That's how I experience love. And yeah, I really like the physical part too. Oh yeah, yeah. that was really <laughs> weird when Sean and I first started dating. I'm not big on physical touch at all. Oh. It's probably my last love language out of mm-hmm. the five, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, let's hold hands and all touchy-feely. And I'm like, oh, it's hot. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to make it hotter. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're in public. Why are you doing that? Like, it's weird. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> it's a toucher. So, you know what, what I heard last night was I was having dinner with a friend and she says to me, food is like love. Uh, the hotter it is, the better it is. <laughs> Stay away from that one. Yeah, she'll get you in trouble. Yeah. That one is trouble. So my love language is uh, gifts, receiving gifts and words of affirmation. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's definitely receiving gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be one of my last ones. That's mm. one of my last ones. I'm like, I don't care what you give me. Show show, show me. Back it up. Let's see. <laughs> show up. Be on time. You know, take out the trash. Mm. So you actually brought up a really good point. Is it possible to have more than one love language? Absolutely, yeah. Sure. Um, I just wanted to say that I read the book a while ago, too, and my takeaway was that you really have to pay attention and that love is a very individual thing, like a fingerprint, if you will. Like a lot of people, they have a script. I know you can get in a rut once you've been dating a while. You have a script. Well, like at this point, I'm going to take it to this restaurant. At this (laughs) point, I'm going to buy her flowers because it's Valentine's Day or whatever. And if you're not paying attention to your spouse, especially when it comes to complicated women, yes. Why you look at Debbie like that, Greg? (laughs) When when you don't pay attention, that's, I think, when things fall apart, when you get into routine. And so the biggest takeaway I got from that book was that um, your love language, it's a very individual thing. And even if, like, you have, two people might have the same love language, but it's a different combination, mm-hmm. you know. So it's all about really paying attention and really connecting with that person as opposed to just going through the motions. You can say, I love you, I love you, I love you all day. And if that person isn't really, that doesn't really move them, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, but what did you do for me today? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or, you know, there's a new Mercedes outside with a bow on it. That's nice, but you're never here for us to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, so those kinds of things like really registered with me in the book that you have to pay attention to your spouse. And or whoever you're dating at the time. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just for your spouses, for your children, mm-hmm. for you know yeah. everybody you're in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I just want to preface this. Um, it took Sherry forever and ever and ever to get me to read this damn book. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, my Lord. You so don't have no idea. I just want to let you know for the Star, fellas Star. out there, you know, I know it's the five love languages, but it can be so impactful for all your relationships. And definitely for your significant relationship. So take the time to go check out those, this book. It, it, it can really change your life. Or you could do what I did. If he doesn't like to read, just get the audio yes. so he could just listen to it. There's no excuses. <laughs> yep. Why are you yeah. telling all my secrets? <laughs> <laughs> well, something that I took away from this book early on, too, um, was that when you first start a relationship, you kind of are hitting all of the love languages. You know, when you're in the honeymoon stage, right? You're, you, some of the times you're like buying the little gifts and, and you're giving the words and you're spending the quality time and you're doing the physical touch. Touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you say? Lots touching. of touching. <laughs> and the acts of service. And I think what happens along the time when the honeymoon fade starts fading away, then your primary mm-hmm. love language starts coming up to the surface and then you only concentrate on that. When you wake up in the morning, then you can see all those spots, white spots in the sink and in the. (laughs) (laughs) And you say, What? (laughs) You're really fun to live with, huh? (laughs) OCD, that's another show. (laughs) So, why do you guys think it's important to identify your love language? Uh, let me let me jump in on that one. <laughs> this is Greg Gibbs once again. But um Dr. Love. I think that um it's important to identify because you kind of have to 
you, it's not fair to expect your spouse to figure it out or whoever you're dating to figure it out. I don't think that's fair. I think that, you know, the more aware you are of yourself, then the more you can encourage and help that other person to help you feel fulfilled in a relationship. Because, you know, in all honesty, it's really not their responsibility for you to feel loved. You know, and a lot of times the person you're dating is really trying. Mm. Yeah. But if you don't know yourself, then, like, you'll be frustrated with them and not know why. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, like, that is huge. Like, for the longest time I was going through my life, and, you know, I'd be around people who were trying to love me, you know, not just, like, the relationship I was in, but, like, parents or, or kids, and I'd be, like, resentful and, like, why do I not feel love? Why do I not experience love? And I had no idea of what it was I was really searching for, right? And and that's one of the things that's so great about this book. It really helped me, like, understand these different ways. And I thought love was just this, this little spirit in the sky thing. And all of a sudden it would just the hit rainbows. you. And, and, <laughs> Cupid. And you'd just be like, okay, I'm, I'm love, right? And it, it's really important, uh, at least for me, to, to know that. And so I can express that, like... I need this. This is what I'm searching for. Mm-hmm. You can do all the acts of kindness you want. I'm whatever, you know. I'm acts of service, and I won't even respond to it. Yeah. No. I won't even. <laughs> I won't even recognize it. You know, I'm, I can be that oblivious to things at times. But you come up to me and, and touch me or what? Don't be doing that, Greg. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, give me a hug. Give me a pat on the back. You know, connect with me, like, on, on a level where I, I feel the connection. Like, I feel loved. Oh, and when you say that, um, it just remind me, but one of the things that I, I love to do is dance. Mm-hmm. And when I am with that partner dancing, is like... Pfft, that's that's where mm-hmm. the magic guy came over and touched me and sucked me <laughs> up and, <laughs> and then everything stopped and I'm on the on the on the Shankrila cloud. <laughs> and you were talking about it's applicable not only to our romantic relationships but also our other relationships. And mm-hmm. um, when I read the book, my mom bought the book years ago, and so then I I read it. I read her copy. And my mom is very loving. She's a very loving person. I think that she expresses all the languages. But um, I, like, she loves to give gifts, and she loves to be there for you. She loves to cook for you. She loves to support you. She's a very supportive or a supporter kind of personality. But I know that when I give her a compliment or, you know, when I acknowledge her for something, she turns into just a little girl. Mm-hmm. She blushes and she just smiles and you just see that it just lights her up from the inside. So I know that that's very important to her. She's a middle child. She didn't get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with that, too, there's been plenty of times where, I, tell me, fellas, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> where you're you're talking to your significant other mm-hmm. and you're like, you're beautiful. You're the greatest. You're so sweet. You're so kind. I love you. You can do anything you want, blah, blah, blah. They don't listen to you. But somebody else comes along and says it to them one time, and they're like, really? (laughs) And and, and then Sherry will, like, punch me, and he's like, see? See? I don't do that. (laughs) I'll be like, what? I tell you that all the time. But you don't say it in that how he says it. <laughs> oh, really? So you want to hear it from her? <laughs> well, she had the neck roll in that one. <laughs> so why do you think it's important to identify more than one love language? Well, um, in my case, uh, because, um, for example, my, my partner, uh, first primary love language was gifts. And for me, gifts is the bottom line. It's like mm-hmm. uh, you can give me flowers and put notes and little pat things. Like, come on, dude, give me something else. <laughs> so uh, for me, identifying her first and then the second, it was a, 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 complete, a completion or kind of mm-hmm. try to balance. Because if I overdo one, then it would be like, whoa, what's going on? And you know, and, and it was kind of allowed me the flexibility and the variety of playing with both, both. And uh, that's why it was important for me. 
we're complex people. I think mm-hmm. we have layers. We have different things that we need at different <clears throat> times. Like Greg is really big on physical affection also. And he loves it when I like scratch the back of his hand, you know, lightly. Oh, like, Greg. Don't, don't tell his all, head, the secrets, so. all the secrets. All the secrets and and things like that. Um, not very, but he's not very affectionate in public. Mm-hmm. So that's important to know. And, but um, if. <laughs> but, Bad man. Bad man. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but he's also very big on acts of service, and mm-hmm. and that's something when we on our it wasn't really a date, but when we first started hanging out, we first met. He asked me right away. We first right away. We were at Denny's. I remember right away. What's your love language? And, <laughs> um, Stalker. Yeah. Yeah. He, he went straight the straight for the throat. What's your love language, Debbie? I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> this this life is short, and we have to get to the point. <laughs> You ever heard of finesse? <laughs> no. Romance? Never, never. She said yes. Uh, <laughs> scoreboard. Hey, there you go. Talk about alignment, huh? <laughs> and uh, he said physical touch, but I know through being in a relationship with him that if you say you're going to do something and then you don't follow up, you don't make it happen, that he's you know, going to take it personally. So mm-hmm. take up for him. So where do you think like you got your love language? Do you think you were just born with that? Most of us are born with a specific one because that's part of the book. Um, but but like I said at the beginning, we copy from the people around us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's that was the tool that we use and that was the tool that our dads had. But along the way, we will discover our own one that really, really resonate with you. And, and that's, again, built up in you. You have it in you since you were born. I don't know if it is... I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I I would say that it's a gift from God. They give it to you or from the universe or however you want to call it. Uh, but, yeah, I believe that we have one, boom, right into you. And then we copy the rest. Yeah, I think for me, I, uh, I, a, a lot of mine came, well, the two primary ones, which is receiving gifts and words of affirmation, came from a lot of and lack of in my house. Mm. My parents are both Leos, super extravagant over the top like so the gifts and the birthdays and everything was huge christmas was crazy in our house right tree was overflowing with gifts and then but words weren't really spoken my parents are not about words and and emotions and all of that they're very you know you you know i love you right you mm-hmm. should know that already mm-hmm. so i think mine is a combination of ha- of the too much and the lack of yeah i i agree with that completely that I think that it's a combination of your experiences especially in those formative years mm-hmm. you know for me I think one of the reasons why acts of service is so big is because my father was in and out so like a lot of promises weren't kept mm-hmm. so I think that that still stays with me you know and you know I think that on the other end of the spectrum quality time really isn't that big a deal because I was the only child so there was a lot of quality time. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm like, I'm good on that. Trust me. I'm good on that, especially when it comes to my mom. I'm good on quality time. Trust me. Yeah. All right, so it's, it's that time again to take a break. But before we do that, Sean? This segment was brought to you by Alpha Windows and Doors. Alpha Windows and Doors will provide you with secure windows and doors. So if there's a hurricane, intruders, anything like that, uh, Alpha Windows and Doors is the experts that you want to go to to protect you, to protect you from all those people trying to to pry in on your love languages. (laughs) So if you want to learn more about saving money and protecting what's important to you with quality windows and doors, go to alphaimpactwindows.com or call them at 866-64-ALPHA. We'll be back with the TMI show after these messages and some music.
kind of sleep walk that never ends. Type along with no dividends. It's a part of game where you're giving chase. There's a good recall and a quiet taste. I know, he knows, he goes. I know, I know. This could be an enchantment. Why don't you Sherry Zafrula, and tonight's topic is, is your love tank full? Mm. <laughs> so before the break, we, we actually were talking about where you thought your love language came from and how, how you kind of developed that. So for me, I know when I was growing up, the, the first place I was looking for love was with my parents. And my parents were all about, you know, gifts, right? And and that's how they expressed it. And I actually resented them for it because my my love language is physical touch. And I don't know if my love language back then was physical touch, right? But it made a profound impact on me that, like, that's not how I I knew that's not how I wanted to be loved, right? But looking back at it. I can also see, like, as I got older, I had conversations with both my parents and, and how they were brought up and, and things of that. And, you know, they were brought up poor and they never had anything, mm-hmm. right? And and so they never had gifts. They never had had anything like that. And that's how they felt that they could show love. So I think it's it's... It's a really crazy question on how you formulate, you know, how did you get your love language? Like, you know, obviously, you know, like we talked about earlier, we, we get it from experiences. So how did, how do you think you formulated yours growing up? I know we heard from Galvis a little bit on that, but like Debbie Gregg, how did, how did you, and, and maybe even when you started to be in relationships, right, the, the first time, how did you really start formulating and really noticing what it is that you wanted and what it is that you got. Well, I think, and I have no way of knowing this for sure, but I would venture to guess that my innate <clears throat> love language is <clears throat> is acts of service. And the one that I picked up along the way is quality time. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that's because... Growing up, I didn't have, we were poor, we didn't have a lot. I mean, really, there's, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. And, um, <laughs> you know, free lunch at school. And um, so for me, I learned to not rely on the on the gifts and the, you know, extravagant things. Because I felt like if I were to set my hopes on those things, that I would just end up being disappointed. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just appreciate, you know, the time that I have, board games, watching movies, being at home, because those are the things. Everything else can come and go, but the time I spend with you, that's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? I always have those memories. And I think that through acts of service, uh, well, I am the, uh, the eldest in my home, so my parents deferred to me on a lot and they counted on me a lot. I, I played a big role in helping raise my brother and my younger cousins. And so I think that it was, I got a lot of acknowledgement that way as a kid. Mm. So that was probably also, okay, well, I like this. So then I, I'll do this for people. And then I also like it when I get it back. Mm. You know, when people show up for me that way. You, Mr. Gibbs. Yeah, I like the way you worded it about how there was an innate one and then one you picked up along the way. Um, yeah, touch is definitely my innate one, you know, like that's 
the way my mother showed me love. You know, she's a very touchy person. You know, so I think that that was formed fairly early. But um, I think a point I want to make is that as you mature and the relationships you go through, you find out what really like touches you, what really means a lot to you. And I, in my early relationships in my twenties, there were a lot of relationships that involved a lot of touch. Yes, mm-hmm. but that person was <laughs> that person was not down for me. And so, <laughs> after you know a lot of trial and error, you realize that you know there's other things to this relationship thing besides hot and heavy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, who's gonna ride for you? You know, and another. <laughs> All that stuff. So, like, I didn't realize that how important that was until I had started to be in relationships where people expressed love and acts of service and how deeply I felt it. And I think that, you know, through my relationships early on, that's what had me to develop that love language as a really important one and move to the forefront above touch. So do all of you guys know your significant other's love language? Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, that's not fair. You two were just on here. Mm. Just totally. <laughs> cheated. No, I knew before. I knew before. He, the one he said, and then I found out the real one, the one that really drives him. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about us, all right? <laughs> this is a quality time. When, um, when we were first dating, it was Christmas time, and um, her family was going to go to New York. Was it? They were going to go to New York and she was going to go with them. And I wanted to spend Christmas with her. And I just could see how torn she was about it. But once she was like, you know what? My family can go to New York and I'll stay for Christmas for you. Which was huge for me. It was so big. I knew. I was like, I got her. I got her. (laughs) (laughs) her. So that's how I could see with her fighting with that. I was like, quality time is huge for her because she just doesn't give it to everybody. How about you, Galvis? Well, I yeah, I found out that that gift and quality of time was the the, the two languages of love of my uh, partner, and I was not much into gifts. For me, it was like ah, giving gifts, and also I I made a promise to myself. I used to give out a lot of gifts in my past in a past relationship that I had, and I had a disappointment. I've been disappointed mm-hmm. about that relationship. So I vowed, you know, to don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And that very thing was causing me a lot of trouble in my new relationship because of the decision that I took from the past. So, um, yeah, finding out that um, really helped out a lot. Yeah, and that actually sounds very familiar to what I went through. You know, my parents gave me a lot of gifts, and they kind of, like, resented the whole gift <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. And then what did I do? Uh, you know, the first time I got in a serious relationship, I gave her all gifts. <laughs> and then was, like, resentful of her. Being like, you money, gold digging, blah, blah, blah. Right? And and didn't realize, like, why she was unhappy. Right? Because that wasn't really the love language she wanted. And, of course, I was unhappy because I was resentful from growing up and receiving those that's a love language, and then I try to use it because that's the only one that I knew, and I didn't like that. And so it was uh, it was really challenging for me at first when uh, Sherry and I first started dating <laughs> because her love language is his gifts. And it really wasn't until I actually read the book that I really got it. And, you know, just because that's not the way I see love Mm -hmm. that I experience love doesn't mean that that's not the way that I can love Mm -hmm. right because my love is is not for me my love is for whoever I give it to and they get to experience it the way that they experience it so was it frustrating when we first started dating and uh, you were loving me with your love language very (laughs) very Especially since somebody didn't like to be touched. uh, (laughs) It's not about that life at all. (laughs) Get off me. Stop humping my leg. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you see how it could support you knowing your significant other's love language? Absolutely. Yes. 
It took me a little bit to, because when we first met, like I was saying before, Greg said that his love language was physical touch. And then after a while of being in relationship with him and we had some friction, I realized that it was, that his, another big one for him was acts of service. And so once I realized that, then I was like, okay, so when I make a promise to this man or I give him my word, I have to be, be my word. I have to keep it. And, and he appreciates the little things when I show up and support him on a photo shoot or when I wake up with him and make him breakfast before he leaves in the morning, mm. help him get ready. Those little things are monumental for him. And so that helps to keep peace in our relationship. And like you said, my love is for him and I want him to feel that I love him. So I'll do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, the name of the show is Your Love Tank Full. Mm. And, you know, the whole object of being in a relationship with somebody else. Is for to keep their love tank full, so that they feel loved, and as long as their love tank is full, right, everything's going to be fine. They're not going to go anywhere. There's not going to be any greener grass because their love tank is full. Absolutely. So, how can it help you in creating the relationship you want, knowing your significant other's love language? Well, it creates a vision of how we are going to uh, go through the different ropes of life and challenges and aspects and how we're going to cope in, in those in those arena and for me um it'll be like the the magic recipe that it's going to hold us together i mean there's no other thing mm. Can I say something like completely off that just came through my mind? No. Uh, some advice. No. Some some advice for my men out there. All right. The way we're talking is kind of like okay, I'm gonna solve this problem. Like I'm gonna figure out my um, woman's love language, and then it's gonna be fine and everything. And I, I like to use the analogy more of it's more of like a dance because you know uh, women. In my experience, <laughs> just in my experience, <laughs> their love language can change from minute to minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, the best you can do is try to keep up. What minutes? <laughs> How many minutes? Who are you spending your minutes with? <laughs> what minutes? Where are you going? <laughs> exactly. Where am I going? <laughs> quality time. So, what she's telling me is that she wants more quality time. Yes. But, yeah, seriously, though, on all series, it's a dance. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, what's your love language and what's your primary. But the truth is that you're going to have to, you know, access all, access all of them at different times. And yeah, well, speaking into that, should you assume your significant other, your loved one's love language? Uh-uh. Never. <laughs> 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 I'm not that. I like, no, 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 never. Because then, you know, going into the realms of, of assumption, uh, we, when we assume... You know, we make a pee out of ourselves and out of that. Wow, did you just come up with that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so um, at the beginning, when I, I, I didn't read the book about this book before, and making assumptions made me, made, me, made me believe certain things about my relationship that changed everything. So being clear... Uh, and we spoke about this past uh, program about the vision. Being clear on what the vision is and what your the love languages of your partners are, it's it's crucial uh, for having for having the peace and for having the party keep going. And how do you be clear? When you have your vision clear and when you have your intention and then you mm-hmm. set your lining into your saying what you said that you doing what you're saying that you were gonna do and. And keeping all those uh, aspects of vision together. Absolutely. And what's what's one easy way to be clear on what your partner's love language is? <laughs> Just ask. Just ask. <laughs> Just no, no ask. that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. No, because they don't know. Half the time, they don't know what they're I going. I knew exactly to. what my no. love language was. Are you crazy? Yes, yes, I did. Well, if you're paying attention, because I remember when you asked me that first time, you were I had forgotten what they were, and then you were you were telling me them, and and then when you said quality time, you said you were like, oh, see, that's the one. Your eyes just lit up. So I didn't. I mean, I told you, but with yeah. more than just my words. Yeah, yeah. But also, if you want to cheat or you don't or you're not clear on your love language, um, there's quizzes online. You can you oh. just type in love language quiz. 
and you'll and you'll find well, something. The most that your partner regrets is the one right away that you can find out. <laughs> so yeah, if she absolutely. regrets from you that you don't give her gifts or mm-hmm. you don't spend time watching that romantic comedy He's rolling movie, his eyes. <laughs> uh, then it's like, ding, 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 ding. That's the love language. Keep it up. And I want, I want to say something about receiving gifts, uh. right? It's not like... I, when I took the quiz, I struggled with it. I almost wanted to not answer the answer, you know, that would give me the the receiving gifts, because I had it in my head that it was like a gold digging. Yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with so, wanting gifts, right? And I and I almost sabotaged my, <laughs> sabotaged myself by not answering that. <laughs> and then I realized it's it's much more than just you know how grand the gift is or anything like that. Like the first time that Sean. When he read the book, and I was like, yes, hallelujah, he read the book. And then he did something to support that. He made um, coupons. And on the coupons was, The love you know, coupons. Yeah, yeah, whatever, a hug, a kiss, a this, a that, a foot massage, whatever, all these different things, right? And that took him maybe, what, 10 cents? A sheet of paper and a pen, right? And But it was... It was like a gift. It was like all oh, these coupons. Oh, they it sell them. So you know cute. that. No, they sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and you could ask him. Like I was over the moon as if I got <laughs> a diamond necklace. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, "Wow, you're a cheap date." Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. That's why she you got know. the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I've been chewing a lot on what Sean said earlier that this can apply to so many other aspects. We're talking about relationships a lot, but I really wanted to. Um, Say, you know, in relations with people, you know, that person you can't stand at work, you know, it changes the way you look at the world. Like everybody is just looking to be loved, mm-hmm. you know, on a kumbaya type tip, you know, like that. that <laughs> it makes you ask, like, why is that woman giving me such a hard time at work? Why is this, you know, my boss so hard on me? You know, like if you start looking at it like and it's 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 kind of. Like, you know, decoding people almost, you know, <laughs> and managing people. So I just really like that idea, Sean, that this goes deeper than just Absolutely. And, you know, um, Gary, Gary Chapman also wrote Five Love Languages for Teenagers, for uh-huh. Kids, oh, wow. you know, so matter. you can pick that up. The five seasons for marriages. Yeah. yeah. I think that he picked uh, he did that. And what I would recommend is one way to get clear on your love languages is have you and your partner read the book. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I don't recommend a lot of books, but that is one that I definitely recommend. <laughs> and it, it, it will it will change your relationships with people. All right. So I just want to leave you a quote from the book. Love doesn't erase the past, but it makes the future different. So how did you guys pay it forward this week? Does anybody have any pay it forward stories for this week? I pay it forward. Uh, I was pouring gas in a gas station and I see this guy and he grip a new package of, of shirt, put it on and throw it in the floor. And I said to myself, I'm not going to judge nothing. I'm just going to pick up the trash and put it in the trash can. That's how I pay it forward. Awesome. Anybody else? Quickly. All right. So uh, find out more about Abundance Education Workshops on the TMI show by checking us out on Abundance Education AbundanceEducation.com or like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com backslash Abundance Education. Special thanks to the Own Your Power team who helped make this show possible. The Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B and soul and eclectic grooves to keep you in a good mood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tune in next week for the key to your dream. Until next time, remember to live extraordinarily, abundantly, and daringly. Sending much love and abundance. Good night. Hi, this is Trisha Antonio Smith with TJ Counseling and Social Services, and I love listening to Own Your Power Radio. Hi, this is Maxine, Chief Green Goddess of Swipes, Love, and Wipes, here on Own Your Power Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Sanjaya, author of the best-selling book, Sex in South Beach, and I love talking about sex on Own Your Power Radio.